Welcome to Artifications. I'm your host, Roland Ramos. Today, we're in New Orleans to celebrate a noted intersection, that of St. Philip and Royal Street in the French Quarter, and its current resident, the Mortal Machine Gallery. The subject of our interview today is one of its owners, Gabriel Schaefer, a NOLA resident, artist, and curator himself. Here in Le Vieux Carré, the specific address of 940 Royal Street once housed the Red Truck Gallery space, a noted art gallery with a serious following. Red Truck's involvement in art fairs was well known because it was their participation in these art fairs where they garnered their notoriety. Over the years, these international art fairs have expanded, leaving economic footprints in these host cities. Art fairs such as the 2021 Art Basel Miami have catered to international art buying crowds, resulting in 10 days of relentless overhead helicopter wash, fascinating public sculptures, various art fairs, and hordes of sun-drenched, sautéed art lovers. My experience with Art Basel had to do with the ever-buzzing drone of blockchain bros discussing the NFT craze. All the beaches and bars had been overrun with crypto dudes. NFT stands for non-fungible token, usually an image created by an artist and then sold on the open market. Most often, a digital market where multiple exchanges buy and sell goods in this virtual economy all day long. The reverberations of Bitcoin are felt far and wide, turning many into true believers in the future of cryptocurrency. These worlds collide here on Royal Street in New Orleans. First, Royal Street is one of the oldest streets in all of New Orleans and can be followed all the way around the curve of the Mississippi. As an art lover, you're going to enjoy the diverse galleries found on Royal Street and the surrounding area. Many of them will be pushing the recurring fleur-de-lis and flowing purple, gold, and green everywhere, but it's so easy to shop for pieces here. You're gonna gravitate your way towards your preferred places anyway, Believe me, the best part is they're all welcoming. If all else fails, you are bound to leave having had your own fantastic experience. Gabriel Schaefer is one of the energies behind Mortal Machine Gallery and his online presence at mortalmachinenola.com. This interview provides some insight into the New Orleans art world as well as the international art fair marketplace. Let's turn it over now to our interview with Gabriel Schaefer. My name is Gabriel Schaefer. Uh, we are at Mortal Machine Gallery at 940 Royal Street in New Orleans, Louisiana. I am uh, one of the owners and I am an artist and the curator. Mortal Machine Gallery as a gallery and company and entity has existed for a little over two years. Uh, we started in, it would have been early October of 2019. Um, me as a curator, full-time, six years. Uh, me as a surviving artist, about a decade before that, I did gallery shows and murals and commissions and the whole routine for, you know, a decade there. Uh, so I guess that I've been professionally surviving off of art for 16 years now would be the timeline, it sounds like, yeah. We first discovered Mortal Machine Gallery in late 2019 as we were preparing to launch our independent documentary on the history on the various New Orleans art districts. You can find a link to that in our show notes. Its surprise location on Frenchman and its use of color made it one of my favorite surprise spots at the time. It came across as a site-specific project with a heightened DIY aesthetic. 
Gabriel Schaefer walks us through the evolution of Mortal Machine Gallery and how it led to inhabit its current address at 940 Royal Street. It's, it's a little confusing and some folks are very entertained by it because it's a lot to keep up with, but uh, previous here in 940 Royal Street, uh, I was curating and directing Red Truck Gallery in its last like few years. And Red Truck ended up closing and uh, when Red Truck closed, uh, we ended up starting Mortal Machine on Frenchman Street. And at that moment, that space had been like some friends of ours owned it and they had, it had been like a needle exchange, I think, previous to that on Frenchman. And so it was definitely a location that we knew that it was not ideal just to like, in terms of the setup. We knew that we were going to have to do, and we knew it was only going to be able to be a pop-up. We knew it would be temporary. So we had to think within certain ramifications of the space itself first off. And then secondly, you know, one thing that I always enjoyed pushing and folks that I've worked with have always enjoyed pushing is the notion of exploring how we can present work and how we can present art. And I like spaces to have a certain notion of experiential quality to them. And with Frenchman Street, I knew that there was going to be a really high foot traffic count there. I knew the audience was going to be super engaged with the space. So we took on the idea of, all right, well, if we can't have it look like a proper all-white box gallery, which we knew was going, we, it would be pointless for us to spend the money to transform into that, but we knew we had it for a few months, then why not at least make it more of an installation? So we painted three rooms, if I remember correctly, in there because it was a four-room space. It was the first big main area walked in, which we did that all as a blue gradient. I remember it was like, it started with the darker bands of teal on the far side of the room. And then as you got towards the center of the room, it got brighter. And then we had three rooms that connected to each of the main room. And one room was from floor to ceiling, all black. The other room was all, if I remember correctly, like a sort of flesh tone orange or a peach. And then the other one was all bluish gray. So um, that particular space, we definitely were more like looking at it as, I don't know, like I've always, I, I enjoy installation heavy shows. I enjoy notions of things like Meow Wolf. Um, and I think with the Frenchman space, that initial first jump when we got into things, we decided to play in that direction. Yeah. And we've had a few different locations since then that we, each location we adapted to a different way. Yeah. How did you adapt to this space? Well, 940 Royal, I already knew, so I was very great, you know, I'm grateful and I'm, I was very, like, lucky to get, just to get my baby back. I don't know, like, I, um, <laughs> we were on Frenchman and then we flipped up to 811 Royal in January of 2020. 2020 happened. July of 2020, we pivoted from there to uh, 929 Royal, the entirety of the upstairs. Those were two apartment units. We managed to get the city to permit so that we could use the upstairs for uh, a temporary space. So we got an occupancy license for the upstairs of that during 2020 and we started focusing on e-commerce and um, then appointment only, temporary. Then boom, we got back down here in April. And yeah, I knew the location really well, man. So it's just, yeah, I just, I know this space, yeah. I, well, I mean, this is, I've been living on, uh, oh, I've been living in the French Quarter for five years now, but then the 900 block, I've been on it for 
a little over three and we're, you know, this block, the, you know, I live upstairs across the street from the gallery now and I was living in 929 for a couple of years before that and over at St. Anne and Rampart before that. So yeah, it's, and in the, in the quarter, it's actually even more so like blo localized to blocks too. It's probably similar to certain neighborhoods in New York, I'm sure. In early December 2021, the city of Miami, Florida welcomed Art Basel, the international art fair that consists of numerous satellite art fairs going on simultaneously all over the city. Up and down Miami Beach, A1A was locked more than normal, choked with well-heeled pedestrians weaving their way between beachfront views. Everything was slick, wet, and boisterous. Locals wore masks while waiting for their buses as Omicron reared its ugly head for the first time on American shores. But all over town, there was one industry that was buzzing like a beehive, extolling the virtues of non-fungible token sales in exchange for the blockchain transaction services of Bitcoin and its popular cohort, Ethereum. In all markets, buying the dip means purchasing a stock when it has fallen in value. These digital currency markets tend to fluctuate in value more than traditional ones. Increasing number of people enjoy riding the coattails of this wild economic animal. They can see the value in tracking this market, the full implications of what the future may have for the average person in regards to this market have yet to be realized, but the future is always right around the corner. As someone who was at the most recent Art Basel, I was blown away at the quality of the exhibitions, art fairs, and festivals that existed throughout Miami Beach. But the buzz of NFT guys was palatable. NFTs were wrapped around buses, on everyone's clothing, it was everywhere. A quick shout out to DJN Daily underscore, who took time to explain the intricacies of the NFT marketplace to me. To hear Greg Schaefer say it, the future is so bright for cryptocurrencies involvement in the art market, one might need shades. Happening, so I'm not even, I'm not shook. Um, no, I've seen, no, bro, it's, it, come on. Yeah, there's no question. That's why all of us that are in it know why, no, there's no question. I've done two transactions in the last month and a half in Bitcoin. Uh, and then we've done a few transactions in Ethereum over the last couple of months. The majority of those transactions, though, occurred in Miami. So we didn't do our first crypto transaction until October. <laughs> yeah, of course it's the future. Yeah, it's yeah, there's no question in my mind. I don't care what kind of dips are happening right now. Like, I already know why the dips are happening. So I'm not even I'm not shook. Uh, of course, nothing is perfect in the art market. It is as everything a work in progress. And in this progress, we need to think why crypto is such an attractive medium for the art market. The now only remains the now until it's the past, and value is an ever-moving target. Perhaps crypto plays a role in the natural evolution of a new art market, one that is more conscientious and accessible. This moving target should encapsulate our collective focus. It is, alas, one that we may have to grow into. As the pendulum swings, we will continue to track the market and appreciate the ingenuities of those like Craig Schaefer. Thank you for listening to this episode of Artifications. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we host hundreds of interviews with artists, gallery owners, and curators from all over the world. It's all accessible through artifications.com. Check our show notes and find links and details pertaining to this production and others. 
And I highly recommend you check out our original documentary on the New Orleans art scene available to you right now on YouTube. This interview was conducted live in New Orleans, Louisiana. Everything you hear was produced in-house at Artifications. Our goal is simple, to make the art world just a little smaller, because you can't spell Earth without art. <laughs>